I used, I used to, to want, want to save, save the, the podcast, podcast. This, this beautiful, beautiful harmless, harmless phosphorescence. Hello, everyone. This is Throw Smiley, and I am unnecessary for the purposes of bodily pleasure. Who's joining me this week? Hey, I'm Josh Cece, and where I come from, babies are made different got some relationship advice for you guys find someone that looks at you like wonder woman looks at ice cream i'm brian lesh i'm a snail no i'm a bug no i'm the dumb dung of a bug oh wait no i'm alaric weber <laughs> and this is harmless phosphorescence it's the podcast where we watch every theatrically released full-length live-action superhero movie ever made we gather some research into the production and the source material then we tell you all about it this show, it's brought to you by patrons. Patrons like executive producers Michael Beckwith and Atticus Burkett. You want to be a patron too? Just go to patreon.com slash harmless entertainment. We got bonus content there. We got Star Wars shows. We got monthly movies. Every month we do a non-superhero movie. Um, we'll, you know, we do in Clue this month. That'll be coming up soon. Live from Belgium, we'll be doing Clue. Um, yeah. <laughs> How cool. Uh, that's uh, coming up soon. Um, but we've got all sorts of stuff there on the Patreon. we got music shows we do every week. Head over there, patreon.com slash harmless entertainment. This week, though, on Harmless Phosphorescence, we are going to be watching Wonder Woman. I used to want to save the world. This beautiful place. But the closer you get, the more you see the great darkness within. I learned this the hard way a long, long time ago. What is your mission? To stop the war. What war? The war to end all wars. Weapons far deadlier than you can ever imagine. The war can be ours. Wherever you are, you are in more danger than you think. I cannot stand by while innocent lives are lost. Be careful, Diana. Who is this woman? She's my um, secretary, sir. She's a very good secretary. It is our sacred duty to defend the world. And it's what I'm going to do. How can a woman possibly fight in this? Fight? We use our principles. Although, I am not opposed to engaging in a bit of fisticuffs should the occasion arise. Wonder Woman. Uh, it was released on June 2nd, 2017, with a running time of 141 minutes. Um, it cost $150 million, and it took in $822 million at the box office. She was a hit, this, this woman of wonder. Um, so uh, this is uh, part of the... 
DCEU um, at a time when the DCEU was actually <laughs> trying to make interconnected movies. Um, they did officially say that they were not going to make all of their movies interconnected um, in 2019. Um, so uh, sometimes they connect, sometimes they don't. Sometimes it's up in the air whether this is part of the same universe or not. But at the time Wonder Woman came out, it was part of that whole shebang. You'll uh, know it's interconnected when they use that Wonder Woman theme. Yes. Yeah. That's uh, a cool theme. Yeah, the theme's pretty awesome. That's a that's a Hans Zimmer uh, joint there. Um, he didn't do the uh, soundtrack for this movie, but he, that theme was his, which he made for yeah, that electric guitar for BVS. <laughs> BVS, yeah. which is my favorite uh, Korean pop group. Um, <laughs> I thought it was a venereal. <laughs> uh, so, but this movie made a lot of money, which means it's time for us to play the box office top ten game. What? This is the game where I'm going to describe movies using mostly the box office mojo description, except where I don't. And uh, the guys here are going to try to guess what movie I'm describing. You ready to jump into the top 10 movies of June 2nd, 2017, fellas? No. Aw, come on. <laughs> okay. Yay! Um, <laughs> our first... <laughs> Thanks for doing the bit with me, Al. Um, our first one... <laughs> Uh, robbed of his birthright, our hero comes up the hard way in the back alleys of the city. But once he pulls a weapon, a mythical weapon, out of a place, he's forced to acknowledge his true legacy. <laughs> he likes it or not. I was trying to leave. Is this Prince of Persia? No. It's an Arthur type thing, right? Arthurian? It is. It is. It's, um... The pointy <laughs> stick in the rock. Nope. It starts. Arthur Chew on the rock. <laughs> <laughs> the the tagline for this is from. Oh, it's the Kingsman. No, 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 no. Oh. The this stars Charlie Hunnam, Hunnam, Hunnam. I don't know. And Jude Hunnam. Law. The tagline is from nothing comes a king. Yeah, Excalibur. <laughs> it's um. called King Arthur: Legend of the Sword. And at oh, the wow. bottom of the at the bottom of the poster it just says hashtag King Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> you saw <all> clap back. <laughs> I did not even know this movie exists. Um, yeah, that's rough when you have to use the movie's title as a hashtag on the movie's poster. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> um, number nine this week. When her boyfriend dumps her before their exotic vacation, a young woman persuades her ultra-cautious mother to travel with her to paradise with unexpected results. <laughs> mother in paradise? Uh, this, oh, me. this stars Amy Schumer and Goldie Hawn. Yeah, I remember um, hearing about it. I do not remember hearing about this. Um, <laughs> On the streets. <laughs> What's the hashtag? <laughs> Hash Arthur. <laughs> hashtag King Arthur. <laughs> they used the same hashtag. It was very confusing. <laughs> Just to divert. I don't know. Uh, mother, mom. Oh, mom. Mom's at it again. <laughs> um, it's called Snatched. <laughs> <laughs> Because they were kidnapped. Yes, they get kidnapped. 
<laughs> not, <laughs> not because they're two ladies. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Because they're snatching looks. Also, yeah. Uh, snitching and snatching. Uh, number eight. A family road trip to attend Mima's 90th birthday party goes hilariously off course thanks to a kid's scheme to get a video to get to a video gaming convention. Are we the there wizard. yet too? <laughs> no. Mima starring Ice Cube. No. Mima's revenge. <laughs> this this is the third movie in a series. And Are we there yet? 3. <laughs> and it's a reboot. <laughs> They rebooted what? the they rebooted the series on the third one with new actors. I guess it's not. I guess it's a soft reboot because it's a different story, but it's also um, new actors. Mama's Revenge. Diary of a Wimpy Kid: The Long Haul. Wow. I remember Jude. Jude's read all the Diary of a Wimpy Kid books. He you know grew up reading them, um, and. Um, he was just the right age when the movies came out. Because um, he's a wimpy kid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry, Jude. Sorry, <laughs> it's okay. He like he listens to this. Yeah, he does not. <laughs> well, he might from I the think next you're room. you're tough. Yeah. Um, but uh, he, uh, yeah, when this came out and they had new kids, he was like, that is not my Roderick. <laughs> <laughs> he was very upset. Get used to it. Reboots are a coming. Yeah. <laughs> Get used to it, kid. <laughs> yeah. You know what life is like out there? Reboots. It's yeah. nothing but reboots. You know how many Power people... Rangers I've seen? Oh, God. Come and go through the years. Some people don't even have boots. <laughs> like sands through the hourglass, so are the Power Rangers of our lives. <laughs> no, no, that was all my shit. Tammy uh, and Billy and the Pink Ranger and the Yellow <laughs> Ranger. And the other one. Oh. <laughs> all right. Richard Nixon back again. All right. Number seven. A teenager who spent her whole life confined to her home falls for the boy next door. Tango. I was going to say tangled, but... <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> like she falls for the first person she sees. <laughs> this movie, yeah, literally the first person that she walks outside and sees. <laughs> oh, a mailman. Uh, this movie looks super YA. Um, it stars two people I've never heard of: Amanda Stenberg and Nick Robinson. Um, it does not have a visible hash. No, it does hashtag. Is the name of the movie. I'm not going to say what the hashtag is. Oh, okay. I was like, are you kidding? It's hashtag? No. Uh, Amanda Stenberg yeah, was Rue in The Hunger Games. I know that. Oh, I her. Watched all four of them last week. Oh, oh my God. Like the Truth in Our Stars. Wait, wait, wait. The like, Boy in the Bubble. It looks like one of those kind of movies, but it's called Everything Everything. Wait, you're kidding, right? No, it's everything, called everything, everything, everything. <laughs> Are you shitting me? Hashtag everything, everything. Wow, you think they could have just done hashtag everything, but nope, everything, nope. everything. So wait, Brian, yeah. you watched all the Hunger Game movies, and we're not even doing a podcast about it. I might have a problem. Uh, yeah, I got, I I've got to the first all. one, and I thought, you know what? I'm just gonna watch all of them. 
But by the time it was over, I was questioning my decision. Those might be on our list someday once we get to series. I I am here for it. I'm ready for it, man. They are interesting. They was, are. I found there a sequel. To yeah. It? Sorry. To everything, everything. Was it everything squared? <laughs> it was some nothing other. Nothing and nothing. No, no, the, yeah, some other things also. <laughs> <laughs> Things we didn't cover in the first one. <laughs> what was it? I love that tweet. Um, the only two books you need to read. Um, wh- everything they don't teach you in Harvard Business School and what they teach you in Harvard Business School. <laughs> <laughs> People who bought this were also interested in this. Yeah. Uh, uh, coming in at number six. We've got um, the crew of a ship bound for a remote planet discover an uncharted paradise with a threat beyond their imagination. Covenant. Yes! Alien Covenant. Boom! I knew our alien guy was going to get it. Almost said Prometheus, but yeah. 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 Alien Covenant. Yeah. Still Uh, waiting on a sequel. mm. Oh, wait. I don't know why, but I am. Wait, doesn't... I feel like... um, uh, who's oh. doing a television series? Oh, that's right. That's right. I think they may have jettisoned the third Ridley Scott uh, piece of this puzzle, and it will remain confusing forever. Not that a uh, third movie would have clarified anything. No, no, it would not have. But oh, no, it's a Predator. There's a new Predator coming. Or is there a Predator? There's something Predator. I don't know if it's a series or a movie. Something Predator is coming. Andrea called Bears. dibs on guesting on the Hunger Games um, cast. And yeah, Andrea. She's silly for it. As you're absolutely as as always. You're more than welcome to guess anytime. As uh, is uh, our other guest friends, you know, Jeremy and Chico and Jerry. All the all y'all are welcome at any time <laughs> for any movie. Um, Zarina really wanted to guest on Wonder Woman, but she had an event uh. that she had to do today. Ah, um, yeah. Well, and Zarina also welcome anytime. Any any of our guesties. Our guesty besties. Paul Lynn. (laughs) Everyone. Yeah, Paul Lynn, please. (laughs) Carol Carol Channing. Andrea Andrea read the books because I have so many questions about the Hunger Games. I read the books too. She did, yeah. I read the books. Oh, Thoreau, I may be texting you my questions. (laughs) No, it was like. I'll save it for the podcast. It was a solid 12 years ago, and I only read them once, so I cannot guarantee I remember much, but. Anyways, um, number five on the box office top ten. Um, mm. <laughs> Devoted lifeguard Mitch butts heads with a brash new recruit as they uncover a criminal plot that threatens the future of their beach. Baywatch? Yes! Yeah, the, the Dwayne, the John- Dwayne Johnson, Zach Efron, yeah. Oh, and Alexander Daddario. Who else is in that? Uh, some blonde uh, lady. Yeah. David Hasselhoff, obviously, right? Uh, I think Austin he does Pepper. a guest star. I don't know. I never saw this one. <laughs> Me yeah, I didn't either. Uh, let's see. Um, at number four this week. A team has to stay together while dealing with their personal family issues. Power Rangers. <laughs> no. No. Um, but you're in the right ballpark. 
A team has to stay together Fan. while dealing with well, their personal family, family issues. Family issues. Yes. <laughs> the Godfather. Starring Vin Diesel, Dave Bautista, oh, Bradley Cooper, Kurt Russell, Zoe Saldana, and Chris Pratt. Guardians or, of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yes, our uh, you said Vin Diesel, and I immediately thought uh, Fast and Furious. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, you said furious. family. You should have guessed that. Yeah. And that one, he's all, I am furious. <laughs> I am furious. <laughs> uh, uh, number three this week. I am fast. <laughs> I am fast. <laughs> the butt with the button. Uh, number three this week. Um, uh, pursued by an old rival, a man and his crew um, have to get away and accomplish their goals. I don't have a better way to, <laughs> to describe this without just telling you what it is. Fast and the Furious? <laughs> Wait, say it again, Thoreau. Oh, God. Uh, or try. Yeah. A man and his crew. A man and his so. crew have to get away from the man's old rival. Oh, master and commander. You're actually not in the wrong ballpark, kind of. Th- oh, okay. This stars Jeffrey Rush, Javier Bardem, and Johnny Depp. Oh, oh. Oh, pirates. Pirates uh, <laughs> of the Caribbean. Um, <laughs> What's the subtitle? <laughs> What's the subtitle? Oh no! Curse of the flippy floppies. <laughs> when, when Harry met Lloyd. <laughs> it's Dead Men Tell No Tales. I have no idea what number this is. How many of those did they even make? Um, I don't know. That's that's it's the like, series. Tell no tales. Sit down for this tale. Yeah, that one is de- the pirates is definitely on our list for our post superhero miniseries. Um, yeah, yeah. They're really milking that fifteen minute ride. Yeah, they. <laughs> I'm impressed how they did. Um, at number two this week, um, two overly imaginative pranksters named George and Harold hypnotize their principal into thinking he's a superhero. This did not make our list for our uh, superhero movies. It why is. It I'm is because it is why. animated. Oh, I was gonna say I thought it was a Village of the Dam reboot or something. It is animated. It stars Kevin Hart, Ed Helms, Nick Kroll, and Thomas Middleditch. Is this Superdog or something? No, it's 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 also based on a series of books, which is pretty similar to uh, to Diary of a Wimpy Kid, actually. The big week for for this like uh, pre-tween kind of literature. Uh, it's yeah. Captain Underpants, the first epic movie. So is the principal Captain Underpants? I guess I don't know. Jude was into Captain Underpants, but I I don't I think I saw this, but I don't remember <laughs> it very well. I think the I think the super, I think the principal is Captain Underpants. Yeah, um, you know I saw an entirely different kind of movie called Captain, Captain Underpants. Underpants. Yeah, 
Um, I would it all po- just seems like a riff on Calvin and Hobbes' stupendous man. It kind of is. Yeah, I love yeah. Calvin. Yeah. Um, I would I would point out that this is colon the first epic movie. They did not make a sequel. So. Um, yep. it, yeah. And number one this week. When a pilot crashes and tells of a conflict in the outside world, Diana, an Amazonian warrior in training, leaves home to fight a war, discovering her full powers and true destiny. Medea's Fantasy Island. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Tyler Perry, I know you're a fan, so make that movie, please. (laughs) Oh, my God. Medea as a Wonder Woman. No. Fantasy Island. Like oh, the, oh, the plane. Yes. Yeah, the premise is Fantasy Island. Just Tyler Perry playing every single character. I would, oh, I would Medea. pay money for that. Oh my! That God. was Medea going to the Islanders. She's a Ricardo Montalban. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say she's got to be Ricardo Montalban. Uh, so that is uh, the end of our uh, box office top ten, which is, means it is time for Professor Al to break out the big book of uh, superhero stuff and tell us everything we need to know about the comic book and character background of Diana, Princess of Wales. <laughs> I mean, princess... Different di- different princess die. I may have watched... Wait, I watched the wrong movie. <laughs> different island. Okay. Um, so, I'm going to start off because I... What I... I'm going to reread what I wrote uh, for... Um, Dawn of Justice. Okay. Because it's relevant. Uh, we didn't... I, I talked a little bit about her, um, but didn't go into full depth. Okay, Wonder Woman. Created by American psychologist and writer William Moulton Marston and artist Harry G. Peter. Uh, Marston's wife, Elizabeth, and their life partner, Olive Byrne, are credited as being inspiration of the character's appearance, um, mostly due to their bondage lifestyle. Yes. Wonder Woman is a bondage fantasy brought to life. <laughs> to ink. Yes. Um, Incredible. Yeah. Um, it's amazing that like the one of the top 10 most popular superheroes of all time, most popular like characters of all time, I'd say maybe uh-huh. is empowering. Yeah, is well, is a bondage fantasy. Superman was born out of that dress like a baby fantasy because he wears his underwear on the outside the whole time. <laughs> it's like a diaper. Yep. Yeah. Um, Wonder Woman first appeared in All Star yeah. Comic number eight, published October twenty first, nineteen forty one. And she had her first full feature in Sensation Comics number one, January of 1942. Sensation Comics? Sensation Comics. <laughs> Tingly. Mm. Uh, um, we mentioned the, uh, or way back when, when you brought him up, that Marston also uh, invented the polygraph machine. Yeah, yeah, I oh. remember talking about that briefly. The last Which I'm three. sure... I'm sure he stumbled. Yeah, I stumbled upon it with his uh, bondage and discipline, like play. No, really, like oh, the heart rate goes up when this happens. Oh, (laughs) that's really interesting, actually. Uh, Like, did you come? No. (laughs) Ha ha! This machine says everything. (laughs) (laughs) It's my orgasm detector. (laughs) Oh, in in a pursuit of truth. 
orgasmator. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's all, come on, baby, it's for science. He was a he was a psychologist. Yeah, had to rename it to well, sell it to the government. Try. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the boner machine anymore. Hoover was never gonna buy into the orgasmeter. <laughs> never. Um, Wonder Woman <laughs> character soon got her own comic book with Wonder Woman number one released in summer of 1942. It was the summer edition. Um, let's see, uh, in her homeland, her official title is Princess Diana of Themyscira, uh, a note on Themyscira, um, the location was originally known as Paradise Island, and was not named Themyscira until 1987, there was a Wonder Woman hmm. reboot in 1987. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, Paradise Island, and they mentioned it. They, uh, Steve Trevor says it and calls calls it Paradise Island at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, did they lean more into like uh, mythology in the reboot? Uh, I think it, I think so. Yeah, um, did it always have that mythological origin back in the forties and beyond? Uh, oh, it did. Yeah, they were. Uh, she was always an Amazon. Um, it was always an island of Amazons uh, at one point. It, was known as Amazon, or there were a few islands, uh, the Amazon Isles, it was yeah. called, but Paradise Island was the first <laughs> thing it was called. It was the first uh, distribution center <laughs> that they set up. Um, on island. Let's see. Thanks, uh, uh, her magical arsenal includes the lasso of truth and her indestructible bracelets, which she can, with which she can stop bullets. Uh, along with Superman and Batman, Wonder Woman is a founding member of the Justice League. Uh, let's see what I, what, let's see what new stuff I wrote. Um, Diana is a masterful athlete, acrobat. I, I was kind of uh, improving some of that too. Diana is a masterful athlete, acrobat, fighter, and strategist. Experienced in many ancient and modern forms of armed and unarmed combat. Her godlike abilities include superhuman strength, near invulnerability, speed, flight, fast healing, and semi immortality. <laughs> Question mark. She's a, dim, she's a demigod, not a capital G god, I guess. Right. Yeah. Mm. Um, like a, like so, a Hercules. Yeah. 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 Right. Exactly. Like a god or, could or kill Samson. Her. Is kind of how I read that. Um, I'm surprised to hear that it's flying, because she seemed to like have more of a leaping type. Of it's just interesting that it's flight and she has an invisible jet. She's like I'm I'm tired. Through. I'm tired. Well, I think the invisible jet could uh, fly at like three thousand miles an hour, um, and I don't think she could do that on her own. Mm. Fair enough. She doesn't have the. That's a reasonable answer. Of Superman. So she has right. to augment it with technology. That, yeah, that, she uh, she seems to have Hulk-like, you know, like super high in the sometimes air. Sometimes it looks like she's she's jumping or leaping. Um, sometimes uh, sometimes she kind of hovers. I don't know. I don't I know. Love that's the way that they handle this in the sequel, which we'll get into in '84. But like yeah. the way they make her able to fly, I thought was like Chef's kiss. Yeah, perfect. Way it was. Oh. Yeah, true. that was. Cool. Um, Batman once called her the best melee fighter in the world. 
uh, Golden Age Wonder Woman was, also was that had... a dig at was that a dig at Superman? Probably. <laughs> um, Golden Age Wonder Woman also had education in advanced arts and sciences. Um, when Diana first came to America, she met a bereft nurse who looked identical to her. Um, <laughs> where, where's this? This woman. This woman wanted to join her fiancé in South America, but did not have the money. Diana gave her the money in exchange for her identity, that of Diana Prince. It just so happened they looked exactly alike, and they had the same first name. And uh, her last name was Prince. God. And her last name was Prince. <laughs> Fuck just you, Prince. Just D badge. Fuck like, you, you, comic books. You have to go by Wonder Woman for the rest of your life. <laughs> So she she took her identity and her credentials, and she took her first job in Man's World as an army nurse. I wish this so was just. She... I wish this Go. was just like a Parent Trap kind of like comedy. Well, I want to know: Did Diana pay an Amazon gift card? Oh my god! <laughs> god damn this it! Is real money. Like, <laughs> hang on to this; it'll be worth something in the future. Um, I'm an Amazonian, so... don't worry. I just like playing out this scenario. When Brainiac shows up to get Wonder Woman, does he get this poor, powerless woman and her husband? In South America? In yeah. South America. <laughs> I caught you unaware. Because he looked in the phone book. <laughs> He's got the Terminator plan. He's like, there are yep. seven Wonder Women in Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get busy. Um, okay. Steve Trevor. First appeared in All-Star Comics number eight. Same first appearance as Wonder Woman. Originally introduced as an intelligence operative and officer in the U.S. Army Air Corps. Trevor's plane crashed on Paradise Island, where he informed the Amazons that World War II was occurring in Man's World. <laughs> it's a Man's World, baby. <laughs> world War II. <laughs> Uh, Trevor is Steve Trevor is the first foreigner to set foot on the island and the first man Diana has ever seen. And he instantly claimed it for her, her Majesty <laughs> Isabella of Spain. He brought a flag. <laughs> but do you have a flag? <laughs> um, Diana nursed him back to health, fell in love with him, and after winning a competition to determine who will be charged with <laughs> delivering Steve back to the man's world and fighting for justice, Diana does just that. <laughs> Diana's like, it's a real taco party around here. I'm glad you showed up. She won a, so, um, she won a competition. Like of The Bachelor? <laughs> kind of. No, yeah. she, she, won um, a, she won a competition. She's like, oh, you sunk my battleship. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh no! She, she was actually forbidden by her mother to participate in the competition, but she wore a mask. Yeah. One of those domino masks, like and beat everybody to, to prove that she was the most worthy to fight for justice. She lives on an island, a small island of all women. Where they like, who is this masked woman who I've never seen before? <laughs> Everybody else is here. <laughs> yeah, bring Who's me Diana. Wait a minute. It's interesting um, that Wonder Woman was a boy crazy in her origins. Like, I'm going to win this race to hang out with this man. He's all mm. tiger beat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Luckily, uh, it was one of the Chris's, one of the, the, the cuter Chris's. Yeah. The yeah. Chris's, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't a Pratt. <laughs> or, yeah, thank goodness. But it wasn't a Hemsworth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Evans. He's right in the middle. Uh, middle Chris. <laughs> middle Chris. I just want a sitcom with all the Chris's having to live together. <laughs> I would watch and, that. And raise a kid. Yeah. A little lady of some sort. <laughs> uh, the character of Steve Trevor was often placed in gentleman in jeopardy situations, mirroring the damsel in distress trope. Yeah. Uh, Steve Trevor was killed off in 1969 with artist Mike Sikowski finding him dull and boring. Oh, Mike, <laughs> you're so judgy. Hey, on. There's Sorry, a lot of there's that. a lot of other white guys in comic books he could have done that too. Right? Why, why stop know. there, Steve? Uh, but the character would be resurrected by a later creative team. <laughs> <laughs> they just um, couldn't make up a new regular guy. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe, maybe, was in maybe that was in 1987 when they brought him back when they did the reboot. Uh, let's yeah. see. After DC's 2011 reboot. Trevor would be the U.S. liaison, the United States liaison to the Justice League. Um, Steve is so hot right now. Steve would also be one of only three men to be granted honorary citizenship to Themyscira, the other two being Superman and Batman. Okay, I was going to say, I was like, it's got to be those two. Yeah. Is, yeah. They, they can keep a secret, I guess. <laughs> the, the yeah, UPS I suppose they can. <laughs> yeah, they're like the Flash. No way, man. Nope. You can visit, but you can never stay. Moving on. <laughs> Closing. All right, moving on. The ho Hotel Delaware. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the Hall of Justice. The ho the Hotel Manitoba. Yeah. Hall of Justice is definitely incorporated in Delaware. Oh yeah, that's right. They don't pay taxes. Every, everything's incorporated. No in sales Delaware. tax. Uh, moving on to Etta Candy. Please. Um, she was the uh, uh, Steve's secretary in this movie. Um, she first appeared in Sensation Comics number two. Wonder Woman's third appearance. Um, Etta would be a constant feature of Golden Age Wonder Woman adventures, functioning as the hero's plucky sidekick and best friend. Unapologetically proud of her plus-sized figure and vocal about her love of sweets. Um, actually, right in, her, uh, in her first appearance, uh, she was like in a Macy. Uh, like I said, uh, Diana was a nurse and uh, found this woman uh, in the hospital, emaciated. And then the next time we see her, she's like plus-sized, and <laughs> she um, chalked it up that she was revived by. Candy. Yeah, they gave her, they gave her four cc's her. of ho hos with, with chocolates. I I love that the I love that I love that the bondage comic also is like and also thick girls. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like that. I love that. Yeah, very forward thinking. They're like, Doctor, she's only had half of her witness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so. He's like, you know what? I am ready for this jelly. Yeah, the cream ones are terrible. Um, unapologetically proud of her plus-sized figure and vocal about her love of sweets, Etta's appearance was a stark contrast to the svelte, wasp-waisted women depicted in most comic books. 
Right on. Yeah, I am loving these guys, actually. <laughs> it's surprising um, that, that it worked. Yeah. It's surprising yeah. people let them do this. Well, yeah. and I don't think anybody knew. I, I doubt mm. anybody buying the comics really was into the, the backstory. Yeah. Look look up Etta Candy on Wikipedia. Uh, there are a couple of... There, there's a new... A new version of her is, is the primary picture, but look down below to one of her golden age things. Um, she's like, uh, it might've been Wonder Woman, I don't know. She's like spanking Wonder Woman into a cage so she can get her sweets, so she can get her candy. <laughs> she's like, oh. I need my sweets. <laughs> Unapologetic. <laughs> to get her sweets. <laughs> oh my God. I, I don't, Al. I don't do it. Are you you're looking it up? I gotta lock you up, baby, and get some, and get myself some chocolate cream. Oh and it's wow! Just Wonder Woman saying, "Eek, have mercy!" As she's spanking a, her, she's paddling her. She, she is wearing <laughs> white mercy. cowboy boots and a red dress. Wow! wow. That Wonder Woman looks like olive oil. That is <laughs> that is there's the, there's the thinnest veneer. <laughs> Covering up that. Um, I love it. Wow. She fucking loves sweets. She yep. loves sweets um, and they love bondage. She's just getting paddled. This is just like a lesbian paddling that's happening. Um, the, the promise of sweets. I, I kind of like that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of covers all the bases for me personally. <laughs> Candy, lesbians, paddling. <laughs> All right, we got that. Woo! Yeah, let's get rolling. All right. Um, the character was updated twice uh, in 1987 with the Wonder Woman reboot. Um, she wasn't so much uh, Wonder Woman's best friend, but she was like an intelligence agent in the Air Force. Uh, in 2011, updated again, um, the whole DC reboot. Um, she came back as a black woman in 2011. Good. Uh, a Candy was portrayed by uh, Beatrice Cullen in the 1970s Wonder Woman series. So they did maintain her character for that. Beatrice Cullen? Yeah. Um, Dr. Poison. <laughs> Do you think she's a bad guy? <laughs> you know, it's Brad Maybe. Michaels. <laughs> it's Dr. Poison. <laughs> That girl is Dr. Poison. Um, <laughs> She's on the third floor. All right. Her first was appeared. A uh, first appeared in Sensation Comics number two, uh, February of 1942. Again, this was Wonder Woman's third appearance. Um, Dr. Poison uh, was first depicted as Princess Maru, uh, the chief of the Poison Division. For a Nazi spy group who planned to contaminate the United States Army's water with a chemical called Reverso, <laughs> a drug that compels whoever takes it to do the exact opposite of what they are told. <laughs> and so it makes it opposite day. <laughs> <laughs> Just tell them what, what you the, don't want them to what is, do. What is the opposite 
some things don't have opposites. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like what's the they opposite of to the bathroom? Drive this car. What's the opposite of that? Not driving the car. Uh, I guess I'll walk. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like. Uh. Like, Let me take the bus. Like jump. What's the opposite of jump? Don't jump, I guess. Don't jump. I guess yeah. <laughs> Roll over. Don't oh. close your eyes. Um, <laughs> that was about as far as I got with this character, because that was enough. Yep, that was so good. How about no, no? But what would they do if someone, if if some, <laughs> what would they do if what they wanted to do was the opposite of what they were doing? <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. What if they wanted to do the opposite of what they were told? They would just do what they want. Yeah. So oh, it's the <laughs> army. They have to do what they're told. Dun, dun, dun. This, <laughs> I think, I think we've discovered uh, how to make a uh, perpetual motion machine. <laughs> so, all right. Wait, did you say that was um, it, Al? I, I think that yeah, that's all I had on her. Uh, I. Uh, forgot to uh, delve a little deeper into her. Um, that, that's okay. But that, she's a you, okay. She's a she's a scientific genius in the fields of chemistry and biology. Uh, she's um, a genius in engineering of pathogens, poisons, toxins, plagues, and chemical-based weapons. Um, I think she's. I think she's been around. I mean, yeah. She's been around for a while, but she was a mainstay of uh, a major recurring enemy of Wonder Woman. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you, Al. Uh, oh, no. Wait. Oh, sorry. man. Okay. We got someone else. Yeah. We got Ares. First appeared in Greece, something, something BC. <laughs> <laughs> he did. The recycler door. <laughs> he did. Yes. First appeared in DC Comics in Wonder Woman number one in 1942. That was uh, the summer issue, uh, Wonder Woman's uh, first title book. Um, they switched his name to Mars in the second issue. He was Ares in the first one, and then they switched him to Mars in the second issue. Um, then they finally switched back to Ares in the 1987 Wonder Woman reboot. Yeah. Did they get sued? <laughs> by Greece? By, by Mars bars? By Greece. They got, they got sued by Zeus. Um, his powers include too many things. He's an Olympian god. Yeah. Um, as the god of war, Ares draws and nourishes his powers from malevolent psychic energy. And he was voiced by Alfred Molina in the 2009 animated Wonder Woman movie. Nice. Boom. <laughs> All right. So um, we've got a bit. Yeah. We've got a bit of uh, production background on this bad boy. This is our. Uh, this is the first Wonder Woman movie. So let's look back at uh the history of Wonder Woman in visual media. The very first Wonder Woman movie was in March 1974, made for TV, starring not who you think. Kathy Lee Crosby was our first on-screen Wonder Woman. Uh, Kathy Lee Crosby um, was a tennis player who uh, became a... Uh, 
an actress. Um, she, uh, um, her dad was Lewis Clayton Crosby, um, who was a uh, songwriter. He uh, worked on the Lawrence Welk show. Um, she is not related to Bing Crosby. That's the first thing her Wikipedia page says. <laughs> That was my first thought, too. Um, So uh, they did not bring her back. Um, It was supposed to be a pilot for a uh, series. They didn't like her, so instead they made another made-for-TV movie called The New Original Wonder Woman, (laughs) which starred uh, Linda Carter. Um, That did go to series. Uh, That aired for three seasons from 1976 to 1979. Um, And that was kind of the end of Wonder Woman um, on the big screen uh, or on any screen. Yeah, on any screen, I'm sorry. On screen, Wonder Woman um, outside of cartoons. Uh, Of course, Wonder Woman was in Super (laughs) Friends in the 80s, which is probably where... Super Friends is where I was introduced to pretty much all the DC heroes. Um, we'll see. Uh, uh, who voiced her in that? Do you know? Uh, I don't. No big. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, it was probably some voice actress we are unfamiliar with, if I had to probably. guess. Um, what? You oh, keep going. I'll look it up. Yeah. Um, so uh, then... The film. They didn't try to make a Wonder Woman movie until 1996. Why? Because, I mean, they were constantly trying to make every other fucking, like, superhero into a movie. But they didn't try to make Wonder Woman, mostly because they assumed people weren't interested in lady superheroes. Uh, In 1996, though, they thought they had an in by making a funny superhero movie written and directed by Ivan Reitman. Um, ghost, ghost, uh, you know, Ghostbusters guy, because only, yeah, of course, but, huh? because you're not going to make a superhero movie with a lady unless it's maybe funny. Um, yeah, it has to be a joke. Yeah. So anyways, uh, that stalled in 1999. Um, it moved on. Uh, John Cohen wrote a script, and Joel Silver uh, was trying to get it made. Um, that was supposed to star Sandra Bullock. Um, that did not get made, of course. Um, Catherine Zeta-Jones then became attached to it. Um, it almost got made in 2001 with Catherine Zeta-Jones, um, then it went back into turnaround. Um, the new script got written uh, with Tony Alcott. Um, Lucy Lawless and Mariah Carey were both attached to it at that point. Mariah Carey would have been disastrous. <laughs> Lucy Lawless yeah. would have been interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Then in 2005, Warner Brothers uh, brought on Joss Whedon to write and direct. Uh, Joss Whedon wrote... Several early drafts with Stephen Trevor as the narrator. Um, he, uh, the, 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 uh, uh, studio was never happy with any of his drafts. And eventually he left, although, um, before he left, um, 
he was in talks with both Kate Beckinsale, Angelina Jolie, and Kobe Smulders for the lead role. Um, Curious. Yeah. Um, After he left, there's actually a live reading of his script with Kobe Smulders reading the Wonder Woman part. Um, It's an it's interesting. It's interesting to watch. It's I don't love his script. I don't love his take on it. It's very Whedon-y. Um, but uh, it's, you know, there's some stuff in there I like and a lot of stuff I don't. Um, when he doesn't hit things out of the ballpark, like Avengers and some of the Buffy stuff, it's it's can be a little painful. Uh, but um, then in 20... T- let's see, 20... 2000, I'm sorry, in when they began developing a justice league movie in 2008, they brought on an Australian model, Megan Gale, uh, to, uh, for the role that movie then got, uh, shelved in 2010. They started trying to make a new one. Um, and that was Paul, uh, Paul Feig. Paul Feig. Feig? Yeah, they wanted to make another one, another action comedy movie. That, yeah. Um, yeah, it was supposed to be directed by Michelle McLaren, um, but uh, she left. It went into, it got uh, put on the back burner again while uh, uh, Man of Steel and Batman v Superman got made. Um, and then, of course, when they put her in Batman v Superman, um, they brought in Gal Gadot. Um, we did talk about her in the Batman v Superman, so we won't be going into her background. But Patty Jenkins was brought in to direct um, when. So um, when Patty Jenkins was brought in. She decided to set it in World War One, and then at that point, um, she put Steve Trevor in. Uh, Scott Eastwood. We talked about this a little bit in the uh, in the uh, Suicide Squad episode. Scott Eastwood was supposed to play um, Steve Trevor in that, but when they decided to place this in World War One. They had to recast Steve Trevor as Chris Pine and rename Scott Eastwood's character in Suicide Squad and cut out a bunch of his scenes. Wait, who is Scott Eastwood in? He is some random. Well, he's the guy who blows himself up. In yeah, Suicide Squad. he was supposed to be Steve Trevor. But when they set Wonder Woman in World War One, they cut all of his scenes. And now he's just some random army dude in the background, a bunch of in a bunch of the shots. Um <laughs> So Patty Jenkins, um, she worked um, as a lot of, throughout the 90s and 2000s, she mostly worked in a lot of like background role stuff, like assistant AD kind of stuff. She did a lot of camera work. She, she was a camera person. Um, in, she only has directed th- three movies. Monster in 2003, which was um, that Charlize Theron movie, um, which is a very good movie. Um, like, it's amazing that she didn't get another movie between 2003 yeah. and 2017. 
I have to chalk that up 100% to the fact that Hollywood is sexist as fuck. Yes. Yep. Because Probably. Monster's an incredible movie. Yeah, it got Charlize an Oscar. Yeah, yeah. There's no reason on it, it. It got all those male directors scared. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it probably did. Um, but uh, she did do some uh, TV work in between. Um, she directed episodes of Arrested Development, Entourage, uh, The Killing, um, Betrayal. All of that in between um, and continuing to work behind the scenes on other things. Um, she was in an episode of the Sarah Silverman pro- program in 2008, um, <laughs> which is, yeah, just weird. But um, uh, so, yeah, uh, she got brought on to this. I, I I can't really find how she got this job, honestly. Um they they seem to just kind of like she was she was friends with somebody who like recommended her. Um, Patty so, Jenkins is doing the new Rogue Squadron, right? That's currently maybe because they put it on pause, so she's supposed to, but it's still unclear as to whether or not that's really going to get made at all. I really hope so because that announcement that they did was pretty savvy. Yeah. Um, her I think she was in on was she on roller skates wearing a flight suit? I forget. She was on a tarmac and she, there was yeah. an X Wing. Well yeah. It was really cool. Well and her dad is was a pilot. So she was yeah. apparently very excited about doing this. Um yeah. Um My dad is a big fan of Patty Jenkins. I thought it was interesting talking to him about it when that mm. announcement was made. I was like, Oh, well check you out, man. He follows her work closely. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's um, all with Patty Jenkins. Uh, this was written. We've got a screen ba- screenplay credit for Alan Heinberg. Um, Alan Heinberg. Um, oh, God. Let's see. He did a ton of TV work. Um, his uh, Party of Five, Sex in the City. Gilmore Girls, um, he uh, uh, wrote on the uh, Hawkeye series. He's um, has writing credits on the upcoming Sandman series. Um, as far as movies go, he didn't write any other screenplay. He has no other screenplay film credits other than Wonder Woman. Um, so... Uh, Additionally, we've got story by credits. Zack Snyder gets a story by credit. Um, it's unclear how much he actually had to do with the story of this. Um, and then Jason Fuchs also has a story by credit. Um, let's see. He's uh, also has writing credits on Ice Age Continental Drift. <laughs> Pan, the 2015 Peter Pan movie. Um, and uh, a 2018 movie called I Still See You. He has uh, more acting credits than he does writing credits. He was in La La Land, It, it Chapter 2, The Hebrew Hammer. A 2000, oh, I remember that. A 2003 movie with Adam Goldberg. Adam Goldberg. Yeah. yeah. Shabbat Shalom, motherfucker. Yeah. It's the one thing that I remember from that movie more than anything. 
<laughs> um, our cast, um, as promised, uh, the voice of Wonder Woman in Super Friends was uh, Shannon Farnan. A, Not a big uh, name. Yeah, she's got she's got fifty seven credits <laughs> to her name. Uh, but uh, nothing starring. I, I guess she did a lot of TV work. Uh, mm. back around like the the man of uncle dragnet days yeah oh cool thank you yeah um so in our cast gal gadot as uh diana we did talk about her in our bvs episode um chris pine as steve trevor um chris pine uh, probably other than this best known as uh the Captain Kirk in the Star Trek reboot movies. Um, That's where I first saw him. Yeah. Um, he's was Jack Ryan in the 2014 Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit. Um, well, or he may, may be a certain segment of our population may know him best as Lord Devereaux in the Princess Diaries 2 Royal Engagement. <laughs> That's where I saw him. <laughs> he was in that terrible 2018 Wrinkle in Time movie. Um, which I wanted so badly to like, but I could not. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, I wanted to like that movie. Um, but uh, let's see. Uh, God, he's got a. He worked. He's 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 been in so many movies. Um, throughout the two thousands, he was like, God, blind dating, smoking aces, just my luck, the Bulls, confession, <laughs> like so many things. Um, he, uh, oh, uh, he was one of the Peter Parkers in the, into the Spider-Verse. Hmm. Who, which one was he? Was he the dream? Oh, he was the, the the post-credit sequence. The post-credit sequence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pinnacle Spidey. Or the post-credit sequence one. Well, because 2055 was Oscar Isaac, right? Oh, was that Oscar Isaac? Yeah. So was he was he the Peter Parker that died in that universe? Oh, that might have been it. It just credits him as Peter Parker slash Spider Man. So I I don't know which one. I think he I thought he was the the Peter Parker that died. Okay, um, that would make I could sense. Be wrong. No, no, that would make sense because I literally don't know. Um, he just is just in the sense that he's the the dreamboat character instead of kind of a dorky mm-hmm. Peter Parker. Yeah, exactly. So um uh he's coming up in next year. He's starring in the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Hmm. Ooh. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Um Yeah. Um he oh wow, he did a lot of TV in the early 2000s too. He was in an episode of 6 Feet Under. Huh. Um American Dreams, CSI, ER. So um digitally we got Robin Wright. No longer Robin Wright Penn as how do you say it Antiope 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 was Antiope uh, how they Antiope. how they started the movie okay um, Antiope yeah uh, Robin Wright um, I she's always the Princess Bride to me forever Princess Bride and Jenny oh yeah Jenny. by the way comics background all those Amazon names, uh, they all appeared in the comics at one point or another, especially Hippolyta um, and Antiope. Mm. Um, so, thank you. Um, so, all right, yeah, Robin Wright uh, additionally pro- 
as you know, Princess Bride, Jenny from Forrest Gump. Um, uh, she was in Girl with the Gra- Dragon Tattoo, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, um, Claire Underwood in too many seasons of House of Cards. Um, she became the lead after uh, all that went down with uh, Kevin Spacey. Uh, Danny Houston as Eric Ludendorff. Um, ooh, got, yeah, he's got a long, long filmography. Um, his first film credit was in Leaving Las Vegas. Um, let's see, he was in uh, 21 Grams, The Aviator, uh, The Constant Gardener, Children of Men. Uh, he was, in, oh, he was William Stryker in X-Men Origins Wolverine. I forgot about that. Yeah, I, yeah we talked about him. I, for, I forgot about that. He plays Poseidon in Clash of the Titans, the uh, 2010 reboot of that. Um an interesting guy. Yeah. He's the brother the of choices. the live character in Children of Men. He's the yeah. guy who runs the art thing and has all the Pink Floyd inflatables and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, um, a note on the, <clears throat> sorry, a note on the character, uh, uh, Eric Ludendorff was, um, I think one of the only historical figures presented in this film. Mm. Oh, huh. he, Ludendorff is a real person. Yeah. Um, I tried Weird. to look up his, his comics history, but he was, uh, a German general, um, politician and military theorist, uh, blah, blah, blah. Achieved fame during World War One, central role in German victories in 1914. Hmm. Uh, wow. After Germany's defeat, he contributed significantly to the Nazis' rise to power. So he did not die in World War, in real world, World War One. Mm. He was not killed by an Amazon princess. <laughs> that is a shame. That is a shame. <laughs> shame. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so David Thewlis as Sir Patrick slash Ares. Um, David Thewlis probably best known as from uh, Harry Potter. Lupin. Lupin, Professor Lupin. Um, yeah. But uh, he's worked for many, many years. Uh, he was, uh, oh gosh, um, since the 80s. Uh, he was in, oh God, the 1994 Black Beauty uh, James and the Giant Peach. He did the voice of Earthworm. He was in Dragonheart, Seven Years in Tibet. He was in The Big Lebowski. Um, he was a nihilist. Yeah, I think he was one of the nihilists. Yeah. Um, he uh, let's see. Uh, he was on Fargo. He was really good on that. Yeah, yeah. He was in Kingdom of Heaven. Um, oh, he was a Basic Instinct too. Oh my. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Warhorse, Fifth Estate, The Zero Theorem. Movie names are dumb. Um, <laughs> he's, oh, he's going to be in the upcoming Avatar movies, <laughs> if they ever exist. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, oh, his very first credit was in uh, on British TV. In 1985, he was in Up the Elephant and Round the Castle. <laughs> Oh my God, that's the most British fucking thing I've heard in a while. <laughs> um, I I just ran across he was in a short film, it was ten minutes long, 
called DIY Hard. <laughs> do it yourself. Do it yourself hard. <laughs> oh my. Um, <laughs> wherein a single woman and a burglar in her house develop a very unorthodox relationship. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Uh, um, Connie Nielsen as Hippolyta. Um, oh God, she was. Uh, ooh, I, th- I think she's probably best known for Gladiator. I think at this point. Um, other than this, of course, uh, she's also. Uh, let's see. She was in Mission to Mars, The Devil's Advocate, One Hour Photo, Basic. Um, uh, um, oh, she was in Rushmore. I forgot about that. Um, Permanent Midnight. That was a good movie. Um, uh, she's. Let's see. Oh, she did. Uh, she did play this role again in Justice League and Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um. On TV, she's done. Let's see, she was in The Good Wife for a while. Um, yeah, yeah, Connie Nielsen. Um, she's Danish. She's done a lot of Danish films. Yeah, that, yes, she did. That we wouldn't understand <laughs> because <laughs> we don't, because they're Danish. <laughs> we just, you just wouldn't understand. <laughs> you wouldn't get it, man. <laughs> You're tearing me apart. <laughs> I'm Doug, and I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah. Uh, Elena Anaya as Dr. Poison. (laughs) Dr. Poison. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Look, I wonder if that person's up to no good. (laughs) Right? That's what I said. Dr. Poison. Do you think she's a bad guy? (laughs) 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 Elena (laughs) Anaya. Elena, that girl is poison. She's Spanish. She's a Spanish actress. She was in a bunch of Spanish movies for many, many, many Spanish movies. We did see her in Van Helsing. She was one of the lady vampires. Um. So we talked. Well, I don't. I know. thought she looked familiar. <laughs> <laughs> um. Other than this. Wow, yeah. Other than Van Helsing and Wonder Woman, she's almost entirely in Spanish things. Um, she was in The Skin I Live In in 2011. Oh, she also wore a mask in that. Weird. Oh, oh, I heard about this movie. Oh, that movie, it's a Pedro Almodovar movie. That movie is crazy. Um, it's like Antonia Banderas like, gives people new skin or something it's 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 weird and disturbing it's yeah um okay so that movie (laughs) i forgot that movie existed (laughs) um so uh let's see lucy davis as etta candy she's gonna be our last one we go into here uh, from our supporting cast um shawn of the dead she was great in shawn of the dead she was in the bbc office she she was uh Yeah. Um oh the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. She was one of the the aunts in oh, that. Yeah. She's good. Uh, yeah, she's good. She, I like her a lot. Um oh she she played Abby in Garfield, a tale of two kitties. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I That's where I know her from. <laughs> uh um yeah, so um, additionally, rounding out our supporting cast, we've got Saeed Tagmoai. I'm sorry if I said that wrong. As Samir, um, 
Ewan Bremner as Charlie. I'm not sorry if I said that wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> Eugene Braverock as uh, the chief. Um, they didn't even. Oh my God! His Wiki, the Wikipedia doesn't even add the name as chief. Um, Jesus Christ! And the Le- chief. Yeah, the chief. He had. He had a. The character had a name. Right. Uh, you don't understand, you stupid chief. He gets results. Uh, Lisa Lovin Kongsley as Menelipe or Manilope. Um, yeah, that's our main cast. So that about rounds it out. Um, guys, you ready to jump into the movie itself? Wonder Woman. Swing. Here we go. <laughs> you said it so matter-of-factly like it's a it's a term. I'm sorry, I didn't say it correctly. Show wing. And then the thrust. This is Wonder Woman. We open with a voiceover about, you know, mankind and stuff. And then Diana is in a museum in present-day Paris. She's an antiquities dealer. She gets a picture from Wayne Enterprises. It's her and a bunch of guys. It's an old picture. She gets an she gets an email from Bruce Wayne. <laughs> are you, those are just guys I used to party with. That email is still doing work in other movies. Yes, it is. That email. That email from from I am Batman at gmail dot com. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look. At Bruce Wayne dot Altavista. <laughs> so in Dawn of Justice, she receives the photo and it says like, this doesn't just look like you. This is you. And in this, it the note says, I found the original. Maybe you'll tell me the story someday. Yeah. Yes. Um, so uh, we uh, cut to years in the past in Themyscira. Little baby Diana, little girl Diana lives in a green screen paradise with a bunch of ladies where they jump and flip and shoot arrows everywhere. It's an island of Wonder Women. Um, <laughs> they fight and she likes to fight too. <laughs> they fight hard and they play hard. <laughs> um, it's, it's, uh, it's suggested later on that there's a lot of... Uh, non-men pleasure being had <laughs> oh yeah on this Naturally. island and i mean that's clearly the subtext all along but they almost say it yeah sappho. we're unnecessary fellas yeah i hate to say it it's yeah sappho and her friends are fine without us oh for sure um, well, that's fine. i don't need except, her anyway except for procreation yeah um she's a princess on this magical island yeah no she is a princess. Her mom tells her she was formed from clay. Then she tells her um, a story about how in the past Ares became jealous of humanity and orchestrated its destruction. Then the other gods tried to stop him. Ares killed all of them except Zeus, who used the last of his power to wound Ares and force him to retreat. Before dying, Zeus left the Amazons a weapon, the god killer, to prepare them for Ares's return. She shows Diana a special sword, which Diana believes is the god killer i love this this is one of my favorite aspects of this movie is that the sword is the god killer yes until it 
until it conveniently isn't. Yeah, until it's discovered that it isn't, <laughs> yes. There is a pretty hilarious use of the sword at, at, at one point. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, so I, is it I, on the tower? Uh, is it on the tower? I'll say it now. When she okay. goes to the... We'll wait. Okay. I I will I will um, mention my theory, which I did mention in our group chat, that this movie is a Disney princess movie. It's structured almost exactly the same as Tangled, Moana, um, Frozen, um, Little Mermaid, the little girl. She wants to. Is leave. that why it's so good? It might be. <laughs> it might be why it's an actually interesting story, as opposed to so many of these. Um, yeah, the little girl who lives on the closed, like the, the closed in like society and she wants to get out into the wider world. And when she does it, she has a series of adventures with her sidekick and it's not quite what she thought. And she has to come like realize some things about herself along the way. It was missing some singing though. It was. It was. It was, it was missing some talking animals. Well, I mean, our animal sidekick was Chris Pine, so... Yeah. (laughs) Steve! He's cute enough. Yeah, for sure. Um, So, uh, we get a training montage. Diana grows up. She learns to fight. Um, At first, behind her mother's back, then with her reluctant blessing. Um, Though we do learn there's a secret about Diana. Where she came from. What she truly is. She's the only child. Yes, she's the only kid. Yeah. Um, how long does it take her to grow up? I mean, is it normal amount of time or is this from BC to like, how I, long is she an adult? Yeah. Like all of this. Is I very... felt like it was not a normal amount of time because uh, they don't say it right away, you know, but she was created ages ago. Yeah. So like from yeah. the time she was born until the time she's a full adult, is that thousands of years or is she grow up like a regular child and then are, is just an adult for thousands of years? I yeah, I don't know. Cuz are they all they're all thousands of years old. Yeah, cuz time is pretty Well, me- yeah, cuz she's not she's not half human. No. Cuz the Amazonians aren't necessarily human. Yeah. No, they're not and the Amazonians are yeah. As, yeah, and and time really doesn't I have just, any meaning on Themyscira. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if we're was, supposed to think about it too much. Of, outside of time, in a way. Yeah, the place itself—it's it's a magical place. It is, <laughs> like a little bit like <laughs> like Atlantic City. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's just like Cabo, um, like sandals or uh, oh, Tahiti. Damn, Tahiti. Yes, thank you, <laughs> Bali. Magical place. Like Legoland. Um, so <laughs> Universal Studios, where the magic comes to life. <laughs> uh, um, after a training session in which she sees she which she um learns that she's far more powerful than she believed, she watches a plane appear out of nowhere and crash into the ocean. The pilot's drowning. So is, is her is her armor painted on at this point? Um <laughs> It almost looks like it. Interesting, yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't really, but right. Yeah, I mean, it's just, what. Well, and this is also a again. Ca- this this is adult male, Alaric Weber, seeing Wonder Woman, grown Wonder Woman for the first time. It's like wow. Yeah, 
Yeah. Wow. Grown, grown. Yes. Yes. I mean, yes. Gal Gadot is an attractive lady (laughs) in case no one noticed. (laughs) Um, So uh, uh, let's see. She rescues the pilot. We see that on the other side of some sort of invisible barrier, he's being hunted by German soldiers. They pierce the barrier and a battle between them and the Amazons breaks out. Diana sees death for the first time. The Amazons are able to defeat the Germans, despite the Germans having guns. Diana's mentor sacrifices herself to save Diana. It was somewhere around this point. I was watching this with Zarina, and uh, she commented, she's all that and a bag of chips. <laughs> she is. <laughs> how, did, how did those German guys just stumble on this island? I don't know. Where were they headed? Uh, they were following the... They were following the plane. Well, then, no, okay. No, in a boat, though. Yeah, no, no. Well, in they, a boat. Yeah, okay. But, <laughs> I mean, but, a, a World War One airplane is not the fastest thing, but a boat also is still significantly slow. Right. We'll talk about boats and being on boats and how fast boats are in a few minutes. But um, <laughs> <laughs> a motherfucking boat. Um, but, um so but, wait, wait, wait. Did no, you guys no, notice? I'm sorry. Go ahead, Al. <clears throat> um. When they did, are we in into the fog? Are the Germans into the fog by now? In our they were area? just about yes, yes. They're in. They're past the fog. <clears throat> okay, um, the big boat. I could not see was like the fog. capsizing. Yeah, in the background. Yeah, yeah, but still shooting shells. Hmm. But the yeah, what was going on with that boat tipping over? I like, assume something the magic? Got cut out of the movie. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I that um, that's the only thing that would make sense is they the the Amazonians took the boat out but they just cut those shots from the film or some sort of I, mystic beast. I mm. I thought it was the the mystical power of the the shield that um mm. the the small boats were fine. Oh, you know what? And the plane when it went through the shield also crashed. Maybe that's it, like mechanical things. Yeah, mechanical things failing. Yeah. Makes sense. Um so all right. They, uh, let's see, uh, they take Steve, um, and, uh, they interrogate him with the lasso of truth. Did we mention that Antiope took a bullet for Diana? Sure did mention it. Yep. Sorry. Um, yeah, uh, they're interrogated by the lasso of Hestia, which is more popularly known as the lasso of truth. Um, and reveals he reveals his name is Steve Trevor. A great war is consuming the outside world. He's an allied spy. He's stolen a notebook from the Germans' chief chemist, Doctor Isabel Maru, also known as Doctor Poison. <laughs> so Poison was not her given name. <laughs> no, she, she chose that. She was yeah. She wasn't Emily Poison. Um, <laughs> she a, earned. Yeah, she earned that one. I wish everyone was just known as what they are. Like I'm Doctor Teeth. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a Muppet. I'm a is dentist. Doctor Teeth is that Gary uh, Busey? Yeah. No. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So Doctor Poison was attempting to engineer a deadlier form of mustard gas under the orders of General Ludendorff. Uh, he wants his notebook back. Um, and uh, Trevor, Steve Trevor, is going to take his notebook to the British intelligence to help end the war. Her notebook. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Her notebook. I'm sorry. Yeah. Dr. Poison's notebook. Um, her diary. <laughs> he stole her diary. Um, 
Diana <laughs> believes the war is being. Do you, do you think it had a bunch of information about Ludendorff, like his habits, <laughs> and how she felt about him at work, and he was kind of mean sometimes. He had mood swings. It has pictures. Well, it has pictures she drew of him. <laughs> this is mean boss. It, do you think she wrote on the front, "Do not read under penalty of poison"? Poison. <laughs> do not read. Property of Doctor Poison. This means you. When she was in grade school, she's like, "The kids are so mean because my name is Poison." <laughs> Dear diary. Uh, are you there, God? It's me, Doctor Poison. <laughs> <laughs> The diary of a Dr. Poison. God's like, as a matter of fact, I am here and I need to talk to you. Sorry. The diary of a wimpy Dr. Poison. So. <laughs> no diary of a wimpy poison. <laughs> so, um, Diana thinks Aries is behind the war. She tries to convince her mom to get involved, but her mom says, no, Steve takes a bath. <laughs> He and Diana, a magic bath. A magic, mystical, wonderful bath. <laughs> he and Diana get to know each other. That uh, well, apparently does not produce shrinkage. Yes. Um, we get it's, this is our this is our Sounds second shower, not a grower. Yeah. This is our second movie in a row about that has a penis size joke in it. Yeah. Well, uh, I this is one that I appreciated because this is her first experience with like seeing the human body of another gender. <laughs> yes. And and yeah. her just like the the whole playing around the idea of them making dick jokes the whole time mm-hmm. and he is avoiding that comment. I thought this was Wait. fun. This was like or, It was cute. Said, yeah. She said what is that? He's like, "Oh, it's Oh, it's a watch." <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this uh this Diverting? This did not feel like it was written by a dude. No. No, it didn't. Which made me happy. It didn't. I thought, yeah. Um the 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 Hollywood feminism can be pretty fucking like like I I mean the way the way that that feminism is shoehorned I'm trying to I'm trying to say this in a way that doesn't sound like I'm against the feminism and things. Um the way the 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 way they tr- like like in Endgame, for instance, like sometimes they it's real clumsy, and you can tell it was written by a dude. Right yeah. over yeah. that never felt like this. Well, this this no. is like they could have easily steered this further into the innocence is sexy trope, mm-hmm. um, but it became like innocence is innocence. She yeah. has no knowledge of that part of humanity. Right that part being the penis. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that part. And I, I have to say just in general, I really love the fact that, uh, like they didn't do the, like, Oh, you're so dumb. Cause you don't know anything about the modern world. It was like, yeah. it was like, like she was innocent and naive, but also like, like she enjoyed it all and she caught on quickly and it was very like, and she, like, she really liked people and uh, God damn it. This woman is so fucking charming. This entire movie. I yeah. could not. Just I I couldn't dislike anything that she did. Well, and the innocence thing is, I think captured the like, don't mistake kindness for weakness. Yes, kind of thing. Like she's a great yeah, example of that in, as a character. Absolutely. And th- Andrea mentioned the tokenism of feminism in film. Yes, thank you, Andrea. That is that's yeah. that's the verbiage I was searching for. 
Yeah, they weren't checking off any anything on a list, it felt like. No, it was simply being, and it's impossible to not address that in some way with it being Wonder Woman, the, yeah. f- the original female superhero. Well, and we could probably talk about this for a very long time, but I think part of the success in this is because they set it in World War One mm-hmm. and not post-World War Two, right. not in the modern era. Because as like a, a more innocent time mm-hmm. kind of thing, you know. Yeah, exactly. I thought I thought World War One worked because Wonder Woman first showed up during World War Two. Yeah, um, in comics, yeah, it, it worked in this movie being the Great War, um, with the irony of the war to end all wars. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also I, I feel like. World War Two was just so much messier well, uh, to, to deal with as a movie. I, oh, that's fair. I, well, I think like there's no glamour to World War One. Yeah. No. Whereas World War Two, you have USO tours. You get, you know, dancing girls on right. stage in you know uh, world, behind well, the front. That World War Two is is Captain America's arena. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, and it's so much more covered. Like we like World War Two. There's so much more about World War II. It was our first film war. It was our yeah. f- it was our first war that was documented visually for us as it happened. Yeah, and it was cut and dried how it started and what the agendas were. Right. Yeah. yeah. World War One. I, I mean, were the Germans the bad guys? I mean, kinda, but also it's complicated. It's right. incredibly complicated. It, how it started. Mostly, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the the danger of uh, association, almost. Yeah, like, yeah, they weren't Nazis. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, it's 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 way more complex. Um. So, anyways, uh, after his special bath, um, Diana gets Steve. They attempt to leave the island in secret. She steals the lasso, the sword, and some armor. Um. They are discovered on the beach by Diana's in a sweet cloak. Yeah. Oh, yeah. her costume. I love her costumes in this throughout the non Wonder Woman costumes, her badass mm-hmm. fucking like yeah. fur cloak and her like cool, like Edwardian era, like, like dress with the hat. Like she looked great. That hat, man. Yeah. That hat is one of my favorite looks. She's mm. so, ah, yeah, I love it. Um, so uh, let's see. Diana's mom does give her her blessing. I loved that this wasn't the like, if you leave, you can never come back. It's like, of course you have to go. You're going to go save the world. Go do it. Yeah. Well, uh, you can't come back. Yeah. <laughs> um, she gives her a tiara <laughs> and they leave. It was the entire piece. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It really tied the, it tied her, her, her uh, outfit together without it, yeah. you know. Well, and there's a moment when she puts it on in the movie. Oh. Um, I think it's before the front scene where well, she turns and puts it on. And you can tell that she is like channeling that character. It's really, yeah. And they that, get a lot of character with her costume. Yeah. And we'll talk about that scene later when it gets there. But that the reveal of her in the costume, it was all great. It's the high point of this movie, man, for sure. Yeah. Possibly uh, of the entire DC universe up to this point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, let's see. They sail to London from Greece. They sail uh, somewhere in the Mediterranean. I think the idea is it's pretty close to Greece, seeing as they're Greek characters, Greek gods. And and he was, and 
Trevor was flying from the Ottoman Empire. So Turkey yeah, to, yeah. Cloud. yeah so, but, okay, to sail, I looked this up, to sail from Greece on a modern yacht takes close to a month. They hitched a ride. They hitched a ride? On the wind. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, when she wakes up, they're uh, being towed by a, uh, a power boat. Not a power boat. But, <laughs> but a, 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 a power, a, a motorized boat. A, a motorized water vehicle. Okay, a I, motor didn't, boat. I didn't <laughs> notice they were being towed. <laughs> Some uh, uh, aquatic... Um, you know, rodent. Some sort of <laughs> it's some sort of land cow. In the, in the city limits. I don't I don't think some that's sort of legal. water car. <laughs> some sort it's some sort of <laughs> it's a water whale. Uh, if only we had a word. <laughs> so all right. Um meanwhile, back in Germany. Oh yeah, on the boat they bond. They bond, <laughs> they learn stuff about each other. <laughs> Meanwhile, she, yeah, she back forces in, him to sleep with her. Yeah, next uh, to her, back to sleep next to her. I I love that you. We don't sleep with women. You don't sleep with women, like <laughs> yeah. What? What's the big deal? Yeah, <laughs> like we sleep with women, but we don't like sleep. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. All of that <laughs> is cute. Very- painful for a man yeah all of that was really cute and i think a lot of it has to be because um her and chris pine have such chemistry together too on top of everything else um so all right back in germany ludendorff visits dr poison and gives her a little (laughs) pep talk you're the best dr poison around dr poison (laughs) (laughs) don't sell yourself short um yeah she yeah she gives him some poppers. <laughs> um, they make him. <laughs> they... Super poppers. Yeah. So the bondage, the bondage story. She gives the German guy some poppers. <laughs> they make him strong like ox. <laughs> um. But also very relaxed. Yes. Yeah. Diana and Steve arrive in London. They meet Steve's secretary at a candy. They get Diana some 20th century clothing. Um, they get attacked by German spies in an alley. She coos over a baby. She does. She sees this the, is the first she never, baby she's ever she's seen. She's never seen, seen a baby. baby. Yeah. yeah. She says, I would like to see the baby. <laughs> <laughs> to channel Werner Herzog in the middle. Where is the baby? I would like to see the baby. Um, after watching The Mandalorian, I told Jude who Werner Herzog was and show, like just like showed him a couple of trailers and he was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I love it. Werner Herzog. Um, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I, I suddenly was... Original artisans. Uh, um, so anyways, they get attacked by Germans in an alley, but Diana takes them all out with Steve barely helping. Um, I love how quickly he, he's like, he's like, get behind me. And then he's like, or don't. Yeah. Is, is there anything else you want to show me? Mm. Um, they deliver (laughs) Dr. Poison's notebook to the Supreme War Council, which is scandalized by the presence of a woman in the war room. (laughs) (laughs) They'll track bears. No women, no fighting. In the war room. In the war room. No woman, no (laughs) 
We meet Sir Patrick Morgan. He's trying to negotiate an armistice with Germany. Diana translates Dr. Poison's notes because she speaks multiple languages. Um, like Babylonian and... Sumerian. Sumerian and Babylonian. It was yeah. Ottoman and Sumerian. Ottoman oh, okay. and Sumerian. Okay. Um, then uh, it reveals that the Germans plan to release the deadly gas at the Western Front. Steve wants to do a mission to stop her, but he's forbidden by his commander. Diana is furious that they're willing to sacrifice people's lives for the sake of uh, uh, of uh, political diplomacy. Steve decides to covertly put together a team of commandos and take Diana to the front to stop Dr. Poison and help I her find love, Ares. I loved her speech to the generals. And uh, the, the one line I wrote down is where I come from, generals don't hide in their offices. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's a great critique on modern warfare. Mm-hmm. They fight were... and they fight and die alongside their soldiers. Yeah. 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 Chris Pine has a few lines that get the yeah as well that are just very apt. And yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, so uh, we meet Moroccan spy Samir, Scottish marksman Charlie. Uh, they're found by Sir Morgan, who gives his blessing and funds their mission. Um, they set off by, I, sorry. I also love the description of Samir, uh, by, um, Steve Trevor. Just, he can talk the skin off a cat. Yeah. Yep. Well, and their first conversation where they're parrying with languages and she hits some, you, can you quote <laughs> hits them with ancient Greece in ancient Greek, a- ancient yeah. Greek. Yeah. And Steve like, uh, Oh, we're done. We're done already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Um, and Charlie, who is not Simon Pegg, um, <laughs> uh, they set off That's by the guy from Train Spotting, right? Oh yes, yes it is. Yeah. Yes it is. Uh, Train Spotting dude. Yeah, I think yeah. he was in Snatch too. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um. So uh, let's see. They get uh, some mice. Her, her comment to to him about like a liar, a thief, or what is it? A liar, a murderer, and a smuggler. Yeah. And and Steve says, I lied to you about who I am. I've killed people and I stole a book and was smuggling it. Like, mm. what else do you have to say? Was really interesting because he's showing the nuance of humanity. Like, we're complicated. Yeah. You like me. Give these guys a chance. Was kind of a larger statement right. of her her puritanical. That's a, the wrong word. But like, he, she's a very pure view of good. Yes. You know? But it's it's complicated, especially during war. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, this entire movie is about her understanding the nuance of of human, yeah. and you know, um, beauty it, arises in the muck of humanity. Yeah, you know, um, this movie. What I keep comparing it to in my mind. I mean, there's two two movies I keep comparing it to in my mind. One, both for obvious reasons. Um, the main one though is is. Um, the uh, the first Thor movie, yeah, about a a, a god pantheon, a god you know a god from a pantheon mm-hmm. coming and and seeing humanity for the first time. Um, Thor, not so much the first time, but yeah, but you know, well, I mean, it was kind of Thor discovering what humanity is. I mean, sure, he went there before because but, he had to live it. Yeah. Yeah, because he was exactly. forced to be a human. Yeah, but. exactly. And then, of course, you know, Captain America, the first Avenger, just because it's set in an early 20th century war. 
and he, there's a group of guys that's the sidekicks and they're going through the front and you know anyways um they uh get some ice cream and then go to belgium <laughs> brian you're about to get some ice cream and go to belgium aren't you oh, i'm gonna eat so much ice cream in belgium hell yeah uh not before this this is my well i've been eating ice cream this whole time you guys oh, okay. haven't seen it um, this is my favorite moment in this entire movie, I think, is her fascination with humanity's creation of frozen dairy products. <laughs> yes. You should be so proud. You, like, be. this man invented you it. You did it. <laughs> it is honestly one of humanity's highest points. We figured out how to freeze milk and make it sweet. I honestly can't think yeah. of anything humanity has done that's better than ice cream, honestly. Pizza is a close second. Pizza's pretty close. Beer. Pizza, oh, beer. ice cream, beer. chocolate, you know, like yeah, I mean, a few things better. Chimichangas? Yeah. Ooh, yeah, those are the pretty, burrito. Those are pretty good. Fried or unfried. Oh. I like, food is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I, could, I could watch an ancient god eat humanity's like basic products all day. I just want a movie of her and Thor like drinking coffee and trying beer and doing these weird if, things. If I didn't work at it every day, I would be 5,000 pounds. <laughs> like yeah. food is amazing. Um. So, all right. Uh, meanwhile, in Germany, back in Germany, Ludendorff conducts a coup on the German war council that was going to end the war, killing them with the help of Dr. Poison. Ludendorff. <laughs> Ludendorff. <laughs> on uh, golf. Uh, <laughs> Ludendorff on golf. <laughs> he, he did the whole movie <laughs> on his knees with fishing. fake shoes. <laughs> uh, back with our heroes, we meet Native American snuggler Chief Nappy was his name. Nappy. Snuggler? Nappy. He's a smuggler. Yeah. No, I thought you said snuggler. Oh, so Chief, oh. <laughs> Chief Snuggler. Uh, I want to be Chief Snuggler. Um, <laughs> and the team, they get to know each other. They travel to the front where they discover there's a village um, right across from no man's land on the German side that's being subjugated by the Germans. Diana makes a decision. She throws off her cloak, puts on her tiara, and crosses no man's land, drawing the enemy fire. The Allied forces follow together, uh, and together they defeat the Germans to liberate the village. So this is the scene we were talking about. That's the uh, the kind of the introduction of her in her costume. Um, mm -hmm. It's so well done. Yeah. Um, and such... It, the action's cool. I, I like the action I, in it. I appreciated the fact that they called it No Man's Land. They call it no man's land, and Steve says no man can cross that gap, and she did not say I'm not a man. Yes, I was so so. I was about to make that exact point. Thank you, Al. Yes, I was about. Yes, like, she didn't say. Well, I am no man. Like she just did it. Like well, we've gotten that line in a number of movies. We have probably yeah, most uh, well known Return of the King. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, Return of the King, that yeah. moment. Yeah. Was worth it. And I think that would have diminished this incredibly. Absolutely. It would have been hitting us over the head with the tokenism of the... of. It would have turned it into that. Yeah. But as a symbol, 
yes. fucking beautiful. As an moment, unsaid man. symbol, it is beautiful. She looks great. Um, the one thing about the action that is a little snidery is all of the speed ramping they do. There's a lot of moments where it suddenly goes into slow motion, and I'm like, why right now? There's nothing happening at high speed I need to see slowly. Honestly, I need, I, we need to see those bullets all slow. I really appreciated the slow motion in this because it lets us savor this moment. Because, like, like I said, I think this may be the high point of the DCU. Um, like, possibly the whole thing. Yeah. Like, this captures this captures to me that, like, golden era of comics, like, yeah. more than any moment. Like, Captain America freeing people from a POW camp. Mm-hmm with like is one thing this is a very different thing than that yeah um and it just like it mythologizes her character more than the mythology does itself absolutely just she's going up against all these machine guns with a shield and bracelets yeah and and more than just the weapons itself the the entrenched nature of human warfare of like we can't the front is here we can't do this we can't do that it would be foolish to and she's like why why are you mired in this bullshit when i can walk 100 yards right that way <laughs> it's it's beautiful to to right like there. take the the humanity out of that cuz we're very much like trying to self it's like self-preservation and like this idea of honor at the same mm. time and yeah, just beautifully done. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And like I said, the action in general was great. Um, I love how Steve um, and the guys bring back the whole um, shield thing that uh, he saw them use on uh, on uh, Themyscira. Um, the, uh, um, the shield jump. Yeah. We don't get the guitar theme here, right? we get it when she's fighting indoors i don't think we get it on the battlefield yeah 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 yeah. not on the battlefield it's after she gets past this into the village itself and goes inside which, which is all honestly, kind I, of one big set yeah piece. i think this shows how overused that is it how is awesome this scene works without it absolutely Absolutely um, overused. Um, well, and also, you know, that's a Hans Zimmer theme, but of course they're going to use it. Um, this music was by Rupert Gregson Williams, though, um, mm-hmm. who, uh, eh, I don't know, he, he's, he's got a lot of credits, but not anything super exciting to go into. But um, yeah, um, I do have one question. Did she really have to destroy that church to take out the sniper? <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. an accident. But still, that's a. She like that's our last church. She doesn't know what a church. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, oh wait, you guys worship God in that thing? Wow, that seems boring. Yeah. Wait, just one God? Yeah. Uh, uh, so uh, they have their picture taken. Uh, it's the one from the beginning of the movie. Steve contacts Etta, who tells him where Ludendorff is. There will be a gala <laughs> near the village. We get a gala. <laughs> See you there. Uh, I can't believe we get a gala in a World War One superhero movie. Yep. Uh, they're right next door. <laughs> right next door to Ludendorff. That's handy. Um, he, she thinks Ludendorff is Ares, so they plan on infiltrating the gala to assassinate him. Sir Morgan. Sir Patrick forbids them. I'm sorry, you were about to say. Yeah. Sir Patrick yeah. forbids them to go. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, you can't disrupt the armistice. But they decide to do it anyway. Um, that night, in the celebration of their victory, Diana and Steve dance, fall in love, and spend the night together. So, Diana, Diana learns the difference between swaying and dancing. The war is officially over, right? The armistice. No, 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 they, no, no, not yet. Because okay. because he killed all the Germans that were going to sign the armistice. That's he, right. He did a coup. He did a, a military coup. Yeah. Um. Let's see. We. Uh, Charlie sings. Oh yeah, Charlie sings beautifully. Yes. Um, the next morning, Steve tells the guys that they don't have to keep going with him, but they all agree they're going to go all the way oh. with Diana and Steve. They set off through the woods on horseback. They arrive at the castle where the gala is being set up. Steve and Samir sneak in with Steve disguised as a German officer and Samir as his chauffeur. Diana, not wanting to wait outside, steals a drunk lady's dress and sneaks in. Um, is she already okay. drunk? Or is she just belligerent? The lady? No, she seemed drunk in the dress. Like she was kind of like back and forth on like, what are you? Like I, yeah. I, um, oh, go ahead, Josh. Oh, this is the point I was going to bring up much earlier. She just has the sword in the back of this backless dress. <laughs> yes. Yeah. How is she moving so freely? And how does Ludendorff not notice it when <laughs> he's, he's dancing with her? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. One of the few little stupids. There weren't many, but how yeah. how is she keeping that sword that high up on her back? Yes. Yeah. Well, how and is, this how's it nobody noticing? The only way that I could think that she's doing that is a real tight clench. Oh. <laughs> she's she's going to shart or swart. That's where you fart swart. on a sword. Oh, God. Willpower. Uh, yeah, that's how. Magnets. <laughs> you swallowed a really strong magnet. And that could be how they work. Uh, so, yeah. Um, Steve intends to locate the gas and destroy it. Diana hopes to kill Ludendorff. Inside, Steve tries to sweet-talk Dr. Poison while Diana finds <laughs> Ludendorff. She's got, like, a phantom of the opera mask on. No. Like, so, so, Hey, baby, that mask would look good on my bedroom floor. <laughs> I, I love that he tries to sex her up in a very German way. <laughs> yes, yeah. he's, like, he's like, I've heard about your successes. Your utility is very great to the Empire. <laughs> Do you enjoy sexual intercourse? Be like, what yeah. About, yeah, I love. Yeah, I, yeah. You are very useful. Fire is a great cleanser. Shall we have sex? Right? Yeah, it's, I. It, it's very spy of him because he's not doing the same flirting that he's been doing with Diane. No, not. He's he like, just shifts gears to like ah, is the Germans flirt this way? He's like, are you District Attorney Harvey Dent? <laughs> Yeah, Dusseldorf is very nice this time of year. Uh, so, Lindenhofer or whatever they get. Uh, uh, uh Strudel. <laughs> <laughs> Meat iodine. Nasty bonjour joys. <laughs> Sorry to our German listener. <laughs> or one. That yeah. one guy. Uh, so, all right. Um, let's see. 
Uh, Diana dances. Uh, yeah, with, Diana. Uh, Diana. Yeah, Steve's sweet talking the doctor. They talk about gods. Diana. Yeah, she finds Ludendorff. They dance. Talk about which was a very German thing. Um, they uh, talk in what? Well, not talking. Uh, <laughs> well, yes, talking in very long words. Uh, but also um, the. The, the Germans latched on to Greek, Greek mythology ah. mm-hmm. um, yeah. around this era. Yeah. yeah, That was part of their whole thing that they were, um, I, I don't know. Um, like they born were born of, they were born of the ancients. Yeah. They were heirs to, to the ancient civilizations. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was very apropos. Yeah. That that he was talking about the gods and telling her, you know nothing of the gods. And that's kind of why it was the third Reich, right? Because he claims that there were other points in history where the Germanic or Caucasus. Yeah. Yes. Right on. So, all right. Um, Diana's about to kill Ludendorff because she thinks he's Aries. Steve stops her, telling her they can't kill him until they find the gas. But this allows Ludendorff to unleash the gas gas on the nearby village out of giant cannons on top of the castle. Um, <laughs> we never should have leased that factory to Dr. Poison. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Poison. What is she a doctor of? What is she what did she earn her doctor? She's a doctor of poison. She earned her doctor. Biochemistry. Yeah, if you want to get all, you know, doctory about it. Uh, Diana's reaction to being stopped is so satisfying mm, from like yeah. an anti-war this is a new experience. Oh, when she tries to pull out her sword and kill him well, right there? Well, not just that, but oh. but when they find out about the village. And mm. she's like, I could have stopped this. I could have single-handedly stopped this. And you, to Steve, you stopped me. I, this this movie has some cool anti-war messages built into a movie about World War One. It's easy to do that, um, but it's so like yes, you could have done that, but that would have just spun this into a larger conflict, mm-hmm. or had no effect at you know at all. Because yeah. he, he makes the point of saying like it's it's bigger than one person. You don't yeah. just kill one person and the problem is solved. Like man yeah. makes war. Yeah, and, and he, she she also still thinks of it as as a as I have to kill the singular god figure right. to stop this. Mm-hmm. That'll stop and it. he's he's yeah. still not believing that Ludendorff is even Ares at all. Ludendorff is even yeah. or Ares even exists. Yeah. yeah, more that or even that she's a god. Yeah, you know. Or a godlike figure. I yeah, I mean, like, he oh, clearly man. knows she's more than just a regular person, but, like, a god? Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, no. he's like, she's like Serena Williams level. I would feel like <laughs> a god. <laughs> uh, so, all right. Um, <laughs> there are arguments to be made for Serena Williams. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Pretty close. Or Serena Williams, yeah. Like, is, she, is she Beyonce? Like, or is she more of, like, a Rihanna? <laughs> Oh no, she's a Beyonce level. Yeah, yeah. yeah the queen bee. God, she's incredible. Uh, yeah. So, all right. Um, the yeah. So the village is destroyed. Diana races back. Um, she blames Steve and vows to find Ares and kill him. Um, 
The chief followed Ludendorff. He signals to Diana where he is. She rides to the base where Ludendorff is. Luckily, it's a horse ride away. Um, she fights her way. Game of, Game of Thrones geography. Yeah, absolutely. Everything's just right near this village, which is in the middle of nowhere, which they had to like look up on a map. Um, well, I mean, a fortnight is what? Overnight? Between two forts? Yes. Fortnite <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, in the backyard. Watching this, I kept thinking, like, I've ridden horses before. And I kept thinking how how casually people talk to each other on horses in movies and how uncasual riding a horse always feels. You're screaming <laughs> over the sound of the clippity clock. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're yeah, you're yelling at each other over the sounds and me personally, I'm always holding on like, please, giant beast, don't decide to turn on me. I'm not yelling at you, I swear. Was this the last war that, you know, had war horses? I mean, maybe there were some World in World War II. Yeah. But, uh, but on the European front, yes. Just to fucking ride them into battle. That's hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they liked uh, us. <laughs> they liked the, us. The invention of the machine gun definitely slowed that down. Yeah, it did. Immediately. Yes, it no did. longer had the advantage being high up. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, and Strong yeah. Combustion engine. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Um, so she fights her way in through the base into the tower where Ludendorff is observing his handiwork. He takes his poppers and gets into a tussle with the pretty lady. <laughs> the, the choice of this tower was was interesting to me. We have a hand-to-hand combat between two powerful figures inside a small room. Yes. Yeah. As like the a, moment of was long. it like an air control tower kind of thing? Yeah. I mean, it seemed like that. I mean, just like the general's was, tower kind well, of thing. Was there, there was a. It was at an airport. That's true. Yeah, I was at a base. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and there were radios in that room. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and I mean, from a filmmaking perspective, they keep it in this room so that later when she has the actual final confrontation, mm-hmm. that's actually, you know, is much bigger. Yeah. It was an interesting choice and that and it definitely set up for that larger conflict on the runway itself, I guess. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so she kills him. Um, she's confused though when <laughs> the uh, Germans don't suddenly start dancing in the streets and war continues <laughs> yeah. all around her. She didn't even get away from that exact area. She's in. Yeah, she's like, she's like damn it, they didn't stop the war. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Give telegrams yeah. to get there. Yeah, it's interesting her view on how war works as a service to Ares, the god of war. Yeah, they should just everyone should lay down their arms. They should get overwhelmed with the magical feeling of what are we doing here? She right. th- she thinks it's she thinks it works like the uh, teenage girls that tweet Vladimir Putin to stop <laughs> invading Ukraine. <Yeah. laughs> well, um, and she thinks about you know where she's from, where you know they train and everything, but they train to defend themselves and their island. And so, you know, she would think that like, oh well, then the opposing force, you get rid of that. And there's no need to defend your, yeah, her childlike. First, her first engagement with a German soldier in the alleyway with Steve Trevor, the guy who cyanide pills himself, mm-hmm. she says to him, you're clearly under his spell. Yeah. Talking about the God of War. So she thinks that everybody is under the God of War spell mm-hmm. on the uh, the Axis side. I forget what they called the it was, German. Um, it, wasn't, it wasn't Axis. Not it Axis, was, but, uh, I can't remember what World War One was, yeah. It was allied and 
something. I can't yeah. remember. Um, yeah. Exactly. Allied and disarrayed. <laughs> um, so, all right. Uh, let's see. Um, behind Diane. Um, okay. So, yeah. Uh, Steve arrives, tells her that people just fight because people suck. <laughs> and Diana gets disillusioned by this realization. Um, Steve does go on to tell her that despite their faults, people are still deserving of help. She won't help, though, and the guys take it upon themselves to infiltrate the base and stop the gas. Then behind Diana, Sir Patrick appears, and she realizes that he's actually Ares. He tells... The the reflection thing is interesting. Yeah. Because he appears as a a mirage, basically, to her, Mm -hmm. that she can't fight. Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, and he, he he just magics himself there. I mean, I guess he's the god of war. Yeah. He can do that, but he doesn't have to travel there. He just appears. This is where my complaints about this movie really start and end is with this conflict because him appearing yes. as, as an image is so powerful mm-hmm. and it's such a cool idea. Like you can't fight. You can't stop war by killing one man. I am an idea was such a cool concept and then for him to land on the tarmac mm-hmm. he was, lands and has an actual that. yeah an actual physical confrontation and it kind of turns into just a big cgi end of movie like flash fest this i i think i think the ending is one of the weak the ending battle is one of the weakest moments there's some stuff in the ending here i do like but um yeah, yeah. i mean and visually it, it's cool yeah it looks it cool. was Something that was tacked on by the studio, if I remember correctly. Mm. Like, uh, they had a different ending. I wish I had looked it up, but um, they had a different ending in mind. And then the studio said, no, you have to do this. You have to be- have a big CGI flash fest at the end. Yeah. Um, so anyways, uh, meanwhile, Steve hijacks the uh, bomber that's going to carry the gas mm. Um, but I'm sorry, before we continue, I loved that when she sees him in the tower, she reaches back um, and the sword's not there because it's still in Ludendorff's chest. Yeah. She just left yeah. it there. And then cut scene, uh, cut to the, the other team and then cut back. She just jumps down and she has the sword like just off. And he's still there and he hasn't moved. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah, I'll I'll let you go get the sword. Okay. Yeah, I, it, I think that was cool because it was necessary to reveal yeah. that it was not the sword. Yes. 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 No, I I liked it. I like. Yeah. I thought it was a funny beat. There, Just there were like, a lot of steps in this that made sense. Her looking at the the team as they're taking fire and discussing being out of ammunition mm-hmm. and continuing to fight was a really cool touch for that. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, and uh, meanwhile, Ares is trying to persuade her to join him to destroy mankind so they can restore peace and paradise on Earth. Um, he tells her that humans are inherently corrupt. Um, but uh, then she gets blasted, basically, and Steve runs up and tells her something which we can't hear. Yeah. Um, well, and she denies Ares' promise of creating a new earth for the gods kind of thing. She's like, yeah. I can't, what? Yeah. No, you're she's talking like, to no. the wrong gal here. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I so I like the stuff with her and Steve. I like Steve's all the stuff with Steve and the ending. Andrea just uh, said that the sequence ruined the movie for her and took a while before she could appreciate the rest of it. Um, yeah, I mean it's just a boring end of movie battle at this point. But um, uh, I do like the Steve stuff. It's worse than the sum of its parts. There's something about the way that this was all put together just fell apart instead of coming together at the end. Yeah, it had all of the pieces to come together in a really cool cohesive way and they just didn't execute it well yeah and the fact that it's studio meddling just makes it all make sense why it didn't doesn't doesn't surprise me yep. at all yeah so because um, i have a feeling that patty jenkins probably had a more nuanced ending in mind i'm sure yeah um well and we know <clears throat> we know decades and decades studios did not think this movie could or should be made so yes yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure they were nervous all the way through. Yeah, people uh, aren't interested in watching a woman superhero. Is what what will the men think of this movie? We need a big, bad, yeah, God yeah. to f- fight her. Yeah. Uh, isn't it kind of gay? We should have a big, oily dude. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of chicks. It's awful gay. Yeah. Um, so, all right, Steve um, hijacks the... Uh, Steve d- gives his talk to her... Um, and then hijacks the bomber, carrying the poison to a safe altitude, and deton- detonates it, blowing himself up in the process, sacrificing himself. Um, Ares attempts to direct Diana's rage at Steve's death by convincing her to kill Dr. Poison. But she remembers the things that Steve said and her experiences with him, and she realizes that humans have good within them. She spares Dr. Poison and redirects Ares Lightning in, back into himself, killing him for good. I wish that uh, her vision of Dr. Poison had been Steve trying to pick her up at the gala. Being like, well, Steve thought she was very attractive, obviously, from those things he said at the party. <laughs> yes. For Steve, I won't hurt you. <laughs> she was seeing Dr. Poison behind my back. <laughs> well, and like the visual, like he there's would. so many cool things. She's holding a tank over her head. I'm going to yes. crush you with humanity's killing tool. And then she just tosses it aside. It was cool. Yeah, it was. But yeah, it just failed to thread the needle. Yeah, it didn't. It there were a lot of parts that were great, and it just didn't come together in this ending. Absolutely. Um, so uh, back in England, the world celebrates the end of the war. Although for Diana, it's bittersweet due to the death of Steve. We cut back to the present, where Diana is still looking at the photo. She responds to Bruce's email at <laughs> at at Bruce. Bruce at hotmail. Bruce for hotmails at hotmail.com. She's like, I'm sorry. I had to go to the spam folder. Batman. <laughs> come on. Yeah. Bruce, why is your email at AOL? Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not Batman.com. So this whole movie is her remembering these events. Yes. It's as a, a result of getting an email. It's a memory play. Yep. The entire movie. Yep. The fact right. that they bookended it with the email thing it lets air out of this movie. I, I think, wish it didn't. Yeah. Absolutely. I wish it did not have the bookends. 100%. I, it, I, I compare this to Iron Man 3, where mm-hmm. we find out at the end that Tony has been recounting the story to Bruce. Yeah. As like a quote unquote impromptu therapy session, which added to that movie. This, mm-hmm. that same kind of device, it subtracts so much of like 
here's her origin. Like, no, her origin is her remembering a thing because Batman emailed her once. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All the connections. <laughs> All the connections to the Snyder stuff makes it weaker. Ab- yeah. Um. Yeah. Absolutely. So we roll credits. There's no after credit sequence, and that's that. Uh, did we did we explicitly state that she is the god killer? It's not the sword. Yeah, she is the daughter of Zeus. She, she was created by Zeus. Yeah, Zeus, Zeus, as Zeus did, had oh, yeah. sex with her mom. <laughs> Zeus. She's got a half brother that's a swan. She's got she's got half brothers everywhere. She's got a half brother yeah, that's like a turtle. Ducks. And yeah, yep. Every which way but Zeus. Yeah, Zeus. If it moved, <laughs> Zeus. <laughs> if Clyde it, was the son of Zeus. If it moved, <laughs> if it moved, Zeus fucked it, and some things that didn't move. Yeah, I, you know. Sometimes he'd switch bad. it up and be a bull. Yeah, yeah. Zeus was a randy, randy motherfucker. Um, and that was his last act. So yeah. He he used his last act was to get laid. That is so so on brand. He used almost all of his energy to defeat to defeat Ares. Then he used the final amount of his energy to have sex with. He's like, I'm gonna lay down. You get on top. He's like, died doing what he loved. Connie Nielsen. (laughs) Connie Nielsen. What he loved most. <laughs> uh, so that's that is Wonder Woman. We we are through the movie. Um, yeah, I mean it's. I liked it. I I, I liked it better the second time. Yeah, that that's good to hear. Because I mean, I really like. I understand the DC cinematic universe is has issues to say the least. But um, this movie specifically i think is way better than most of what they were putting out at this time i watched it twice this week and it did not feel as long as it was both times Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i I think i I don't i don't think that it's a mistake but i think that it's it's a, a happy accident that the two strongest dc characters are wonder woman and harley quinn the two women in the DCEU are the yeah. strongest cinematic characters. Yeah, like, they're the two that... They're movies, whatever, but they're characters, man. They are yeah. complex, they have depth, they're funny, they're interesting, they're fun it, to watch. Absolutely. Has, there, has everyone watched the Harley Quinn cartoon? Cartoon? Right now? I, as, I have. At your suggestion, yes. yes. Both, both I, I don't think I've oh seen God. all of them, yeah. Yeah, I so love the good. Harley. So good. Her and Poison Ivy's relationship I love so much. Yep. Always did, yeah. That was a Bruce Tim thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I really I really hope that the DC whatever remains of this universe leans further in on these two characters because they are the heart and soul of this whole thing because Cavill is fine. Whoever is Batman is fine. Aquaman is this week. Flash is fine. Gal Gadot, 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 Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot, Margot Robbie, Merzy Dotes are 
phenomenal. They, they are not really just are. Okay, they exceeded <clears throat> the expectations. Oh my god! I think yeah, yeah I Rob. think both of them took these roles and made them their own in ways like um, Robert Downey Jr. did. Yes. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah, they they got in the skin. They they yeah. own the character. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean it'll be hard to recast them at any point. Absolutely. Um, so, um, I don't know, guys. You ready to go ahead and just rank this thing? Yep. Yeah. All right. Let's bring up Durlist. Um, I'm on the wrong part of Durlist. Let's see here. So, um, <laughs> Durlist. Durlist. The Kaiser. <laughs> the Kaiser is not satisfied. Durlist, and so I'm going down. And the first movie I can say is that I, that I personally, can say that I think is. Um, unequivocally worse than this in our list is Age of Ultron. Anything above that, I can make an argument for being better than this, but that's the first one that I can say unequivocally, I think this is a better movie than Age of Ultron. I think that's fair. It's hard to say, because uh, I compare this to the first Avenger in a lot of ways, mm. but I don't think that it's better than Days of Future Past or Spider-Man or even the first Avenger to some extent. I yeah. like the Age of Ultron ranking. So that's yeah, fine. <laughs> that that's that's you know, I I know that uh, there's some so that there's always some uh, uh, differing opinions on all the rankings because it's a group ranking and we all have our own personal head rankings which are very different. Yeah. Than, right. But I'm uh, still want to to... a little bit higher up. What can I say? <laughs> yeah, same. Al, what what are what are you thinking in this? Um Yeah, Days of Future Past is a hard one to push past on this one. Maybe maybe above Ant Man? Hmm. That's I mean, that's rough for me. I don't know if I like it better than Ant Man or not. Ant Man was so fun. Ant-Man didn't really tell us anything about anything besides a heist. That's true. We got to know Scott Lang. This really, like, examines, like, human nature and the effects of war. And Wonder Woman's a great vessel to do that, so I could make an argument for it being higher than Ant-Man. It's loftier in its goals. I mean, I wouldn't wouldn't fight it if that's the consensus. Um, I think... I think I probably know... I mean, I, f- I feel like Josh, you're in, all, in essence abstaining because I feel like your 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 take on the film is probably much l- like is is you would probably personally put it a lot lower than any of the other three of us would. Yeah, I mean that's fair to say. Yeah. So Andrea would say number eighteen under under Ultron, and Andrea is what you were is what you would uh, put it at. I think so. Yeah. Um, that, I mean, I get that. Anywhere in there is fine. You can put it between Ant-Man and um, uh, Age of Ultron. I don't think it's better than Days of Future Past. But yeah, just, I think Days of Future they, Past is a pretty hard, hard. Yeah, they, 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 actually, they pulled that one off. Yeah, you know, they they haven't pulled off every X Men storyline, <laughs> but they did that. All right, I, I can. I'll I'll second number eighteen. I like that. That's a Wait, that's a happy below place. Ultron. Below Ultron. Al, uh, let's do it. All right, Andrea <laughs> Andrea gets her way. 
Uh, so we are putting it in at uh, number 18. Wonder Woman with an oh. O, not a P. It may rise up. Our rankings are a roller coaster. <laughs> they I are. love it. They yeah. are. Uh, and they oh. don't. They often make no sense, and especially as we go on, and uh, the the rankings evolve and things get stuck in. We're like, how is this better than that? Yeah, it's. I mean, ranking something so subjective. Oh God, yeah. I use yeah. the example a lot. It's like pizza toppings. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'd like it to go above peppers. Fuck that. I want it below peppers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. uh, so that is it which brings us to next week and next week on Harmless Phosphorescence we are going to be watching Spider-Man Homecoming oh yay um, I just watched the trilogy like four times this weekend oh wow <laughs> I just love it weird the trilogy yeah the Spider-Man Spider-Man finally got its trilogy Uh, So that is next week on Harmless Phosphorescence. Until then, thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us. Uh, This has been your host, Throw Smiley. And in the name of all that is good in this world, I hereby complete the podcast of the Amazons. (laughs) I'm Josh Cece. And is that a sword in your dress, or are you just uncomfortable to see me? Uh, thanks to the heroic acts of Wonder Woman, there will never be another world war. Right, guys? <laughs> right. Yep. I'm Brian Lesh. <laughs> I'm Alaric Weber, and I've read all 12 of Cleo's treatises on bodily pleasure. All 12. <laughs> all 12. <laughs> Somebody had to do it. That sounds like a threat, Al. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Threaten me with a good time. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We'll see you next time, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Ciao.